Hey, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. And today, as we record this video, it is Thanksgiving weekend, so we are on a gig vacation. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, this week on Gaming Gig, we are gonna reflect on the first year of the life cycles of the Xbox series and the PS5. So um, now that we've kind of reached that one year mark that these consoles have been out, we kind of wanted to talk about the pros and cons of each, maybe which one we prefer, maybe what we use them both for since we both have them, you know, things yeah. like that. So I guess what the first thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, which one were you most hyped to get when the consoles first got announced? Well, if you remember, um, when we were involved in playing the game to get the consoles, yes, um, I originally wanted a PS5. You did. And struggled mightily to get one. Mm -hmm. And eventually I was like, I don't give a crap. I just want to get one of them. And you talked me out of it and you were like, no man, the PS5's got more swag. Mm -hmm. So, and I was more hyped for the PS5. So, I, I, you know, to make a long story short, I was more hyped for the PS5 but for different reasons than I ended up being hopped for the Series X. Now, I remember at one point you kind of flip-flopped before you got either, and you kind of first said, I want a PS5, and then you kind of changed your mind. You said, you know, now I'm really thinking I want a Series X, and then, uh, then you went back to the PS5. So I can't remember why you had turned and decided you wanted a Series X. Oh, I remember. Um, well, I've always been a big Gears fan, so that's Xbox exclusive. Oh, yeah. But um, Game Pass, honestly. Oh, yeah, Game Pass, yeah. Because I knew that if I had an Xbox, I would immediately be able to play hundreds and hundreds of, of good games. Right, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, honestly, uh, <clears throat> Game Pass is the big draw, uh, was the big draw that brought me to the Series X. But certainly at first, I was way more hyped for the PS5. Um, probably because of, you know, PlayStation exclusive games being some of the most important games and that I've ever played and some of the best ones I've played. Preach. So, yeah, so I think that just that in general kind of drew me to the PS5 because I knew what PlayStation had done in the past with its exclusive games and just anticipating the games that were coming up, you know, think games like Ragnarok, mm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, Ragnarok and eventually um, Horizon Forbidden West and, you yeah. know, the list goes on. I was also really hopped to play uh, Rift Apart. Right, yeah, absolutely. It's another big one. And the whole, you know, the whole hardware aspect of the controller with the adaptive triggers and all that, I mean, it um, it was definitely more alluring to me at first than a Series X, because I knew what the Series X controller was going to be like, and it's great, but it's not, maybe not as innovative as the PS5. Yeah, and another thing that <clears throat> Xbox has done is that, you know, because they've been so accessible with their new releases and that, even if they don't play on Xbox One, um, which I think all of them still do. I think you're uh, right. But even the ones that won't be on Xbox One, um, you can still stream. And so, you know, through xCloud. So you really don't necessarily have to have a Series X. You don't have to have the most, you know, current gen, you know, hardware to play the most current gen games. Yeah, and that's a really cool approach. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of a, a future, uh, maybe a forward-thinking approach, if you ask me. I mean, I know I've been quoted before as saying that eventually stream, streaming's the way of the future. And it is kind of sad to think about, but I do think things are going to continue to go in that direction, you know, and just be more and more digital. I mean, especially with um, the new, con you know, PS5 and Xbox both releasing consoles with no disk drive. 
Right, exactly. And this is the first, you know, new set of hardware that we've ever had that did that. So I think that's certainly an indication of what the future is going to be like. <clears throat> but also, this is the first, you know, generate new generation of games that you really don't need the new consoles to play. And I think that that kind of has made a lot of people realize that because they don't have to have a Series X that maybe they, when they have to choose between the two, maybe they just lean PS5, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think I was kind of in that boat. Yeah, I, I certainly was uh, at first, you know, and I ended up getting them both. Um, and just for a little bit of context, I got a PS5 back at the very beginning. It was like uh, within the first few days of 2021. So I didn't get one on launch, but I got one, you know, a couple months after launch. And um, got the PS5 and loved it, uh, but it was pretty soon after that, a few months later, that I decided I really wanted uh, an Xbox for Game Pass. And, mm -hmm. I, and I considered and I looked into getting just an Xbox One because I thought oh, maybe I could get this cheaper, uh, I don't have to play the game, the craziness of trying to buy one. Uh, but I never found one for a decent price and I ended up getting lucky and being able to purchase a Series X. And I, in hindsight, I'm really glad I did that because I love the Series X. Um, but I wasn't like super sold on having to have a Series X because of all the things we just talked about, because I could have played all the games. I really just wanted Game Pass. And I think that Microsoft is really <clears throat> onto something with Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And even if you just purchase uh, a Series X or even any Xbox in general just for Game Pass, I think you're getting one of the best, if not the best value in gaming right now that you could possibly do. I really do think that if you just bought Game Pass and you had nothing else, you, you weren't able to purchase any other outside games, you could still play all the time. Oh, you'd, you'd be able to fill any free time that you might come across. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, I had a, um, an Xbox One that I picked up from a friend the original Xbox One, you know, the VCR model, mm -hmm. and um, and I did do a, you know, play Game Pass on it all the time. I played all the Gears games on it, um, and what eventually sold me on I've got to get a Series X, as you know, was the ridiculous load times from Sea of Thieves. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was it was just completely debilitating. Right. Yeah. It played fine once you loaded in, but it would take you thirty minutes to load in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 30 minutes is a bit of an exaggeration, but I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> I timed it, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> there were times when it was 29 minutes, there were times when it was 31 minutes, but if you know your, your averages, there's that's going to come out to 30. There's going to be people who listen to this who haven't played Sea of Thieves, and they're really going to believe it took you 30 minutes to load. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe take some of the things I say with a grain of salt. But it was some long load times, and it did play fine once you got in. Yeah. But life is much better now that I have the Series X. Yeah. And also, you know, we bought these, uh, we, there's some parallels um, between us that maybe our audience will eventually begin to pick up on, but we have the same TV, uh, aside from yours is just the bigger model. Mm -hmm. um, and we bought them, you know, for the 4K and 120 Hertz gaming. Yeah. And that's another thing I couldn't do on that old Xbox One, so. Right, you were stuck with the 1080 at best and the, you know, <clears throat> 60 hertz, you know, yeah. at best. Whereas, you know, the Series X can do the 120 you know, frames per second, which is awesome on certain games. But getting back to our conversation of PS5 versus Series X, let's let's talk controllers. You know, I think this is a, you interact with a console through the controller. So um, what's your thoughts on the, the DualSense versus the Series X controller? 
Well, I'm holding a DualSense right now, mm -hmm. and I love it. First of all, it's really big, and I have really big hands, so I like it's that. It's a big controller. Yeah. It's probably the biggest controller, like, that It's I've definitely seen. the biggest controller. Yeah. I mean, if I go back and forth here between DualSense and, and Series X, yeah, it's definitely bigger. Um, I like the D-pad better, for sure, on the PS5 controller, even though it is kind of odd that it's, like, the buttons are kind of buried there, you know, like the, yeah, you don't actually see the T of the But that's the, the way it's always been for PlayStation. Yeah, and it feels fine. You know, it's got a little give to it. I like it. Um, I do not like the D-pad on the Series X controller. I don't know if you can hear that, <laughs> but it's very clicky and I do not like that. Um, but I think the, the biggest selling point clearly is the adaptive triggers on the PS5. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the, the PS5 controller is uh, one of my favorite controllers <clears throat> I've ever played on. I love how big it is. Um, I love, you know, some may say it's too big, but I think it's just the perfect amount. You know, I think people with, I, I don't have huge hands. I'd say I have like, you know, medium sized hands. I think it fits me perfectly. But someone like you who has really big hands, you know, I, I bet the, this DualSense controller just feels awesome. It's it does. It feels great. The Series X controller, um, I think is a really great controller. And I think it's the best, I personally think it's the best Xbox controller. I know a lot of people are in love with the 360s controller, and I do like that controller. Yeah. But I think that this one is uh, the most refined. Uh, I really like the sticks a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think they feel really good, and I love the triggers. And the buttons I have no problem with. They're pretty similar to the DualSense, honestly. Do you like the offset triggers better on an Xbox, or do you like the, the lower, I'm sorry, not triggers, joysticks? Or do you prefer the way PlayStation does it? Um, I prefer the offset. Um, Me too. You know, just in general, I think it's more comfortable because I'm more often using the uh, the joystick on the left hand than I am the D-pad. Yep. And so whatever's on top is the thing I prefer to have there. So, um, or I should say, whatever I'm using the most, I prefer to have on top. And I think we've talked about this many times. Mm -hmm. uh, but so the offset uh, joysticks, I think, are <clears throat> make the Series X controller, you know, it, it sweetens the deal on it. I wish it was a little bigger. Um, it's not that it's a small controller, but it, it's a compact controller. It is. And uh, I think about it compared to the like uh, the Switch Pro controller, which is a similar design, but it's just you know maybe like twenty percent bigger. It feels just a little wider. It's wider, yeah, yeah, and it just I like. I think that if the Switch Pro controller had analog triggers, I think that it would be my like best it'd be my favorite one you know yeah the triggers definitely feel great on the series x i mean they're not adaptive like ps5 but yes i agree they definitely have the the pro controller beat yeah for that for that reason mm -hmm. but um i think we're in a time where all the uh <clears throat> main or the controllers for the main consoles right now i think they're all really good controllers uh if you consider the switch pro controller and not the joy cons yes i was about to say that's a we're kind of getting into the weeds here, bringing in Switch, but yeah. Yeah, but in terms of PS5 versus Series X controllers, um, I think at the end of the day, um, this, the DualSense just barely nudges out the Series X controller in terms of what I prefer. If they had put offset uh, you know, joysticks on the DualSense controller, which I know they would never do because that's no. against the PlayStation branding, but if they did, I think it would be the perfect controller. I don't know, man, because it's so big. Like, I don't really feel, I don't know that I would feel any better with, like if I swapped the, the, the place of the left stick and the D-pad on mm -hmm. the DualSense, mm -hmm. 
I don't know if it would honestly feel any better to me because it's already so big. It's not like I'm straining my thumb to get down to that left joystick. True. Like I mean, on a right Joy-Con. <laughs> right. Or like if, if you if you remember how the uh, <clears throat> the DualShock 4 was, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's still the DualShock 4 was bigger than the other DualShock controllers, but still it was small enough to where, you know, both sticks being down low kind of made it feel a little awkward sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely an improvement because it's bigger, but I still think if, if it was offset, I think I would like it that much more. Do you think the adaptive triggers on the DualSense will end up being a big deal in its life cycle, or do you think it's going to kind of go the way of the touch of the bar? Of the touch bar, yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, uh, I think it is certainly the gimmick, and I'm. I think that Sony has always every one of their controllers has had a gimmick. They just can't do a control a new controller without having a, a gimmick. Um, but I think that this gimmick is probably the best gimmick because unlike the touch bar, when the adaptive triggers aren't used. It doesn't matter. It's just right. like a regular controller. And when they are used, I think that it actually enhances the gaming experience a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, there hasn't been a whole lot of games that I've played on it that use them, mm -hmm. but the ones that have, I've loved the experience that the adaptive triggers have given. So I think, so what exactly was your question again? Do I think that it will- Do you think it will end up proving to be- Something that will- A valuable feature or just go the way of the touch bar and be a, a forgotten gimmick? You know, I think that it will, I think it will stay because the touch bar stayed. You know, the DualSense doesn't make a big deal about it, but it has the exact same touch bar that the, you know, the DualSense, I mean, sorry, the DualShock 4 had. So I think that it will stay and I think it's gonna continue. I think we're gonna see it in other places. I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo uses it in their next um, controller. Mm -hmm. Because I think that that's something that, having that feedback, that, you know, that feedback in the triggers just makes you, that much more immersed, which I think is what PlayStation's going for right now, is these big experiences that really immerse you. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I had a moment, like when I started playing Rift Apart. Yeah. Well, it was at your house, because it was before I had my PlayStation. Yeah. And I tried to shoot a gun, and I only shot, you know, like the weak shot of the gun. Mm -hmm. And you were like, you gotta pull it all the way. And I felt like I was because I was hitting this wall and you were, you said, no, you got to fight through that wall. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, I was like, holy crap, you know, that is next gen. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was so cool the way they worked in alternate firings for the guns and, you know, Rift Apart and, and Returnal are the two games for me that I've played that did that. Mm -hmm. And they did it in very similar ways, but I just think it's super cool. Yeah. It's I not distracting and it's cool. No, no, no. And once you get used to it, it's a really cool experience <clears throat> and it really immerses you. And, and that kind of brings me back to kind of my thoughts on the PlayStation 5 in general, is that like, that's the system that I tend to gravitate towards when I'm purchasing games. Like if I'm, if I'm having to pick a game, where am I gonna buy this? If it's on both consoles, where do mm -hmm. I buy it? If it's an experience that I'm planning on getting really immersed in and something that I'm, you know, it's like a more single player experience that I'm really wanting to experience on my own, I will, generally pick it up on the PS5 um, because of things like that. Not that it's not that every developer utilizes the adaptive triggers. Right. But it's kind of just creates the PS5 has created this sort of atmosphere in my mind, you know, or, or kind of a, a vibe. And that's what I tend to go towards on that system. Whereas the Series X is more about well, let's just talk a little about the Series X and I'll get into it. Because it's really for the Series X, I really think about how 
um, quick and easy it is to swap between games mm -hmm. because it has you know quick resume. Quick resume. And uh, that is just such a cool thing that uh, I think the PS5 really is lacking. And because you have so many games at your disposal with Game Pass, right? Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like the Series X has almost become the system that if I'm not sure about a game, you know, I'm not sure if I'm gonna really sink a whole lot of time into it, that's kind of where I go. But, and I don't mean that in that the Series X is, is kind of like um, my, you know, backup system or the system that I'm, if I'm not sure about if I'm gonna like it or not, I'll pick it on Series X. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's like the Series X is all about being able to swap back and forth between games quickly and conveniently. It's really about convenience. Yeah. And the whole system is just set up so well for doing that that yeah it is i mean and for me the the series x has, has definitely ended up fitting into a different role mm -hmm. as well and it's similar because the ps5 it's like it just seems like because of the games it has out right now i'm playing a lot of single player on it you know i'm playing final fantasy 7 and all that mm -hmm. and then my xbox i'm playing almost exclusively big multiplayer games like sea of thieves halo infinite mm -hmm. And it's just kind of become like the multiplayer console and the PlayStation's become like the single player console for me. Right. And it may not stay that way. Yeah, but it certainly kind of lend themselves to those sort of uh, environments and those types of games because PlayStation games in general, like the vast majority of their exclusives, what are they? They're huge single player experiences. Mm -hmm. They're these really immersive, <clears throat> you know, story-driven single-player experiences. That's what you get on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Whereas Xbox is kind of more about those community experiences, at least what I've had on, on the system. You know, talk about playing those big, you know, multiplayer games like Sea of Thieves. Mm -hmm. And I, I wouldn't, I just don't associate those types of things with my PS5, although I'm sure there are games out there that are that way that are available on PS5. I just, I think if I were, uh, like say another game comes out, just a theoretical game, and it's a big multiplayer game, I think I would pick it up on Series X. Oh, I definitely would. Yeah. It just feels right. It just feels right, yeah. And so I think there is certainly a place for both systems in my life right now. I'm glad to have them both. Um, but let's say, like, if, if you only had one, like if you had to give one of them away, which one would you give away? Hmm. That's a tough question. That's a really hard question. It's a tough question, and I'm afraid I'm going to break my heart with my answer because I know my answer. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Which one would you do? I would give away the PlayStation. Wow. Okay. Because okay. I, those multiplayer games are really important to me right now. Yeah. And I have an old PS4 if I really need to play Ragnarok on it. Yeah. Not that I want to, but I mean, you're. I'm assuming that when I had to give away one of these consoles, I still have my old versions of both. Yeah. So that factors into my decision because if I give away the Xbox, sure, I can still play those big multiplayer games, but it's gonna be worse on my original Xbox One. Right. Whereas I can probably eventually load those big single player games on my PS4 and play. I played Ghost of Tsushima on my PS4 before I had the PS5 and it was great. Right. Mm -hmm. And, I'm, and I'll miss those triggers, but again, as we've said, I've only played two games that really used them anyway. Mm -hmm. So it breaks my heart to say because I really don't want to give away either one because I love it. I'm looking at my PS5 right now and it's it just looks so sad to hear what I just said. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, I, I don't know. Um, I think that I may be 
I would, one, it's a very tight race for me, but I think if I had to give away one, I think I might lean towards a Series X just because I think Microsoft is more dedicated towards bringing their, you know, new games to older systems through streaming or, you know, just they're way more committed to backwards compatibility. That is that true. So I think just purely logically, I think I would um, have to get rid of the Series X before I got rid of the PS5. Um, plus, for me, like those single player, um, giant story driven experiences are such a big part of what I enjoy in gaming that I don't think that I would want to miss out on those. Whereas I could probably, you know, if I had to, I could probably get by with xCloud, you know, if you, I had to. You can try. <laughs> um, I have a little bit of experience with xCloud and, and I like it. I think I it's really cool. You know, we we play Sea of Thieves a lot in case anybody's picking up on that. But, you know, before I got my Series X in, I switched over to playing on xCloud because of the load times. Mm -hmm. Load times you, are good on xCloud. But then you deal with with lag. so mm -hmm. Input lag. It's definitely a give and take. And the only way to to not give and only take is to shell out the cash for the Series X. But That being said, and I know that you've played Sea of Thieves a good bit on xCloud. Mm -hmm. But other games handle that input lag better. Like I was playing uh, the other day just for fun because I was at my parents' house. I was playing uh, Forza Horizon 5. Mm -hmm. on, and I played the intro to that on xCloud as well. And I didn't notice input lag. I don't know if it's because that game just handles it better. I don't know. But it felt really great. And one of the cool things about xCloud, and this is just something that I think about is, you know, my brother has a Series X and he, uh, I was on at his house and he didn't have Forza Horizon 5 download and I said, you gotta check out this game. And he's like, oh, I don't have any space on a, my hard drive, it's completely full. And I said, well, mm. hey, I just pulled it up on xCloud and started playing it right then. Yeah, and that's really that cool. That was super cool. Yes. Didn't that, have to wait for it to download and I just got to show him that intro sequence. That's a power move. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that is one of the things that, you know, xCloud is so cool that I think that that's why if I had to get rid of one, I think I'd get rid of the Xbox because at least I'd still have xCloud. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a really tough call. Yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, when I think about, I mean, I don't want to just rehash what I said, but when I think about those big PS5 ex or PlayStation exclusives that are coming like Ragnarok, mm -hmm. I know it's not a PS5 exclusive. Mm -hmm. So I know I could play that on PS4 and, and I think, and I know I'm, I'm kind of pulling this out of thin air because you can't know this yet because the game's not out. But I would wager that that experience with Ragnarok on a PS4 is gonna be more consistent and probably higher quality aside from the graphics than playing something like Sea of Thieves and Halo Infinite on xCloud. I would hope that it would be, I hope it's a good experience for people who haven't been able to get a PS5 or don't want one, but wanna play that game. Yes. I hope it's great. I hope we don't have like a cyberpunk situation where it just doesn't run on PS4, you know? Oh, I didn't consider it. Please don't put that evil on Kratos. <laughs> Well, and I think that Sony will put in the time to make sure it plays well on PS4. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, it could. Not going to turn into a CD Projekt wrecked situation. <laughs> so I think it kind of brings us to the uh, to the final question of, and maybe we just answered it by saying which ones we can give away. But you know, at, at the end of the day, we we have both these consoles. You know, it's been a year now. After you know a year <clears throat> from release, you know, we haven't 
neither of us had the entire year. Right. Um, but what do you think about, you know, which console comes on top? If you were giving someone advice and, you, and they said, hey, which I want to pick one of these, what would you tell them? I think you'd have to find out what exclusive they, they like, you know, what exclusives they're fans of. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're, if they're like me and they've been a Gears fan forever, you can't overlook that because you're not going to be able to play it on PlayStation. Right. But if you've been a God of War fan forever, you're not going to be able to play that on Xbox. You know, same thing with Halo, same thing with um, things like The Last of Us, mm -hmm. which yeah. we didn't even mention, but man, that needs to be considered. Yeah. If you haven't played that, don't even think about the Xbox. Buy the system you can play that on. <laughs> Um, but I really think it just comes down to personal preference. I mean, what's more important to you? All the being able to swap games so quick with the quick resume, being able to, to get into some of those big multiplayer games like Halo, or are you more of a single player, big immersive experience kind of gamer? Yeah, I think I completely agree. It comes down to what type of gamer are you? Um, I think that they're set up for different type of gaming experiences. I also think it comes down to budget because mm -hmm. you know they're both $500 consoles right but um, Game Pass is on you know the Series X of course it's on you don't have to have an Xbox to even have Game Pass you can play it through xCloud but still um, Game Pass is there so at $15 a month I think Game Pass is such a great budget way to play games and if you if you only have the $500 to buy the console and then you're not really sure about how many, how much money you're gonna spend on games. I think I would lean towards the Xbox, just because with $15 a month, you're gonna be able to play. You know, it'll keep you busy all the time. There'll yeah. always be something to play. I agree. And another thing we haven't considered on the subject of price is the digital-only versions of both. You know, the Series S or the digital-only PS5, which are and $100 I, different. From they are. The PS5 Digital Edition is $399.99. Mm -hmm. Saves you a penny there. And the um, a 512 gigabyte Series S is $299.99. And I think it only comes in the 512 gigabyte. Model. Yeah, it might. So, right. And I think that the, the Series S, um, talking about that, and it being $300, that's such a great price point. Mm -hmm. um, especially when you consider that it's still got xCloud on it yep. now. So you can stream whatever games you want. And Game Pass being $15 for Game Pass Ultimate. Plus the $300 system, yeah. Right, before you have spent as much as you would on a digital only PS5, you can buy 6.67 months of Game Pass Ultimate. There you go. That's a big deal, you know, two thirds of a year included with Game Pass before you spend as much as you would on that digital only PS5. Well, that's just a little over half a year, but yes. Oh crap, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Well, math isn't, you know, your strongest. Mm -mm, never been good at it. No. <laughs> Just so you guys know, Daniel Daniel is a, a math teacher. That's his main job. It is. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's perfect, Randy. No. So, yeah. I'm on Thanksgiving break, man. I don't have to do math again until tomorrow. Yeah, so I think if budget, no matter what, if budget is involved, if you're really concerned about the budget, one, a Series S, you don't have to play the crazy game to go buy it. Because we've got, I've seen the Series S in stock at our local Walmart multiple times. Yeah. So you can just go over there and buy one. Um, and then you add Game Pass on top of that and you've <clears> got a gaming system that is going to just, it'd be a really great budget gaming system. Mm -hmm. Xbox is certainly offering a better product when it comes to budget. Um, the PS5 on the other hand, <clears throat> you know, I think has 
better exclusive games in general. You know, when you mm -hmm. look at the big picture, I think it's got better exclusive games. So if you're really into I think you're right. that, I think that the PS5 would be a better choice. And, and I personally am. So that's why I kind of gravitated towards the PS5 initially. I'm glad to have them both though. Well, you know, you really, I think I could flip flop back on this indefinitely if mm -hmm. I think about it too much. Because mm -hmm. when I think about the exclusives and I remember The Last of Us, mm -hmm. that's a big deal, but I've already played it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so, like, you know, I think we summed it up with it just depends on what you're interested in. Depends on what kind of gamer you are and what you like. And speaking of exclusives, Microsoft's making a lot of moves in terms of purchasing studios. Oh yeah, Bethesda. Yeah, so like some of those big experiences are gonna start happening on Microsoft more often. So we don't really know what the future is gonna hold entirely in terms of how quality those games are. Yeah. And how groundbreaking they are. In 20 years when Elder Souls, but. You know, Give it a couple of years and Microsoft may prove to have the better exclusives. But I think as it stands right now, PlayStation comes up on top on that. Mm -hmm. um, Agreed. So I think to kind of finish it off, um, which console do you play more? Right now I play the Xbox more. You yep. walked into my living room today and I was playing it. Yeah. So, but it's newer to me. True. You know, and I'm, when I play the PlayStation, kind of what I do right now is I settle in for about an hour and I play a chapter of Final Fantasy. Yeah. And then I switch back and play some Halo or whatever. Mm -hmm. So for me right now, I play the Xbox more, but I think I'm still on the honeymoon period. Right. Now I think um, if I were to calculate up hours, I would probably be, I think it'd be pretty equal. Um, I'm kind of, you know, I, I, I definitely go between the both of them uh, pretty frequently. And it depends on what games I'm playing at the time. Sometimes, like right now, I just happen to be playing games that are not on PlayStation. I'm playing Psychonauts 2. Mm -hmm. um, I'm playing Forza Horizon 5. And I'm, of course, playing Sea of Thieves all the time. So those three games are on Xbox. And uh, I just happen to not be playing a PlayStation game. But there are times, like a few weeks ago, I was playing only PS5 games. Mm -hmm. And I was just completely ignoring the Series X, except for Sea of Thieves, of course. Yeah. So it kind of just depends, you know, on the situation at the time. I try to actually balance them out. I know that seems strange, but I love them so much. So I try to not ignore one. So if I'm playing something, <laughs> if I'm playing a whole lot of games on Xbox, I will purposely like fill up my next few games. I'll make sure they're on PS5 just to get back on it. Cause I, I love both systems. The same thing happens to me with Switch sometimes because I've been spending so much time on PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah. Sometimes I feel bad for my Switch, even though I still play it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, same here. It's funny how we uh, personify the systems. <laughs> oh yeah, and I, it, uh, but at the same time, it's like we do that because we enjoy them all for their own merits. And I think it's really interesting that we <clears throat> are in a time where you know having uh, both the PS5 and a Series X kind of makes sense in a way. You don't have to have either, and you. But if you had the pick, I think if you have the option to have them both, I think that there's a place for it. I don't think it's redundant. No, I agree. Yeah. I don't think it is. All right. Well, I think uh, we've kind of gotten to the end of this. I, I feel like we we've kind of covered everything I wanted to cover. So if you're listening, tell us. Uh, if you have both, tell us which one you like better. Um, and if you don't have either, tell us which one you'd be more hyped to pick up. Yeah. And tell us why you also love Sea of Thieves so much. <laughs> we got to talk about <laughs> Sea of Thieves sometimes. Oh, we're definitely going to do that. I was just thinking about that. Well, guys, until next time, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. 
and this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out.